0: Visit chrissawyer.anny-mac.com, email him at csawyer at maccom or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Joel down, wide open it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will
1: take it into the end zone. Your best ability is of ava- is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field. But the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team.
0: Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about
2: that? Odom I think right now is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down, Bins. Two for three. He's done
1: his part
0: is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it
1: is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization in baseball.
2: They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
1: Welcome to Sports Talk with Rj I'm Steve Rister along here with Justin and Afriel. And it has finally happened. Dame Lillard has asked for a trade out of Portland. I think we all knew this was going to happen. I think we all have known this was going to happen for a couple of years now. And his preferred destination is the Miami Heat. The big question is for Lillard though is is oh what, what what trade would make the most sense for him? What team what team would make the most sense for him to get traded to? And 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 I, and he wants to go to the Heat and I think it makes the most sense for him to go to the Heat. I think it definitely makes the most sense for him to go to the Heat. Because uh, they have they have the most to give up. They have, they're able to give up, you know, a Tyler Hero. Like for example, if you wanted to get traded like the Nets, who are the Nets gonna be able to give up for Damian Lillard? Ben Simmons. I mean, really, they can't really give up anyone for Dame Lillard. Same with uh, same with teams like the uh, like the, the Jazz. Who would the Jazz give up for Dame Lillard? Colin Sexton, the, the Spurs. Who would they give up for Dame Lillard? So those teams really make no sense. Even the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks would be able to give up as much for Dame Lillard. But I don't think Dame Lillard, but I think Dame Lillard would rather want to be with the Heat than, than, than the Knicks. You also see interest with the Sixers and the uh, Clippers, but the Clippers would definitely have to give up Paul George if, if they if they traded if they traded for Dame Lillard. And then the Sixers would have to give up Tyrese Maxey. So looking at looking at it right now, I think it's the Miami Heat. I think he is gonna get traded to the Heat. It's not official yet, but I think I think he's gonna go to the Heat. And this would be an awesome fit for the Miami Heat. This would put them right there with the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think the Heat do make the most sense right now because, yeah, they do have the pieces um, that they could trade up. They have the assets, and they've lost a couple guys in free agency as well. You know, Gabe Vincent went to, to the Lakers. Um, so, yeah, the Heat kind of got to get a couple guys in there. Dame Lillard would be perfect because, you know, again, you know, the Heat were right there, but again, they they need they need one more piece, and Dame Lillard would be that guy, so absolutely, it makes the most sense. Um, yeah, because some of the other ones, like the Nets, yeah, the, like Markel Bridges, but you know it's decent as well. Ben Simmons, they have some draft picks, but you know, I don't know. Does Portland want to go that route, you know, and just kind of just acquire as many draft picks as they can? Um, yeah, the six would be an interesting one, but yeah, it sounds like they don't want to give up maxi. So yeah, the heat right now seem like they to um make the most sense to go after Dame Lillard or get the trade for him.
1: Absolutely. And the thing is, is y- y- the thing is if you're Portland, you-, you have two options. Do you want to do right by Dame Lillard? And just and 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 uh and trade him to where he wants to go, or do you do what's best for your team? I personally think you do what's best for your team. Like, say Miami doesn't give you a good package, you don't do that. I don't care if Dame Lillard, I know you want to be loyal to Dame and you want to and you want to make Dame happy, but if Miami doesn't give you a good package, there's no way you should trade him there. You gotta, you gotta take what you gotta take what the best package is. You gotta take what the best package is. That's why this might take a while. This, this might take this might not happen and and, and until, until, until maybe the beginning of August, because you got to take what the best package is.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, the GM and everybody else in that front office have a job to do. And yeah, Dame Miller has been loyal to that franchise um, for a while now. And yeah, you want to make them happy and, you know, kind of thank them for services, but yeah, you, you you gotta be straight up and say, yeah, I, you know, first franchise, we got to take, you know, the best package that comes our way. And if that's not the Miami Heat and that's somewhere else, you got to ship them off there. Cause yeah, you know, you got to worry about your job as general manager and other guys in that front office. So yeah, I completely agree with you. You know? Yeah. You want to thank him for his time and you want to send him a place where he wants to be. But if you don't get the best package for that, you know, if Miami doesn't send you the best package then yeah, you you can't send him to Miami. It just, you know, I I would not do that as a front office.
1: No, absolutely not. You really can't. You got to do what's best to build this team, to rebuild, to rebuild this team with around, around guys like Scoop Henderson and Jerry and Grant and, uh, and, uh, and Simmons. So you have to, you have to do what's best. Yeah, You gotta do what's best. And and yeah, if it's a, if it's a bad package, uh, you, you yeah, he, he should, you should not take it. Miami gives you a bad package. I don't think you should take it, but I do think Miami could pretty much offer the best package. A couple first round picks, Tyler hero. That's why in my opinion, I think he's going there.
2: Yeah, I agree with you right now. It's, it seems like, yeah, Miami makes the most sense right now for the guys that they have. And, you know some of the other teams that are on the list yeah don't have as many of the same assets as the Miami Heat do so yeah I completely agree with you it seems like the most sense right now
1: um for Dame Miller that he's going to Miami Absolutely absolutely Now imagine Dame Miller does get traded to Miami how much pressure then would be on him to win a championship I think there'd be a lot a lot of pressure I think there'd be a ton of pressure on him to get to the NBA finals I think he he has got to get to the NBA finals because the team he would be joining say he, say he gets traded to the Heat the team he would be joining got to the NBA Finals twice without him, and he's never been to the NBA Finals in his career. Now it's not; it's, he's had to go through some really, really tough teams. He's had to go through some really tough Warrior teams to, to, to even to try to get to the Finals. But say he gets traded there, there's a ton of pressure on Dame Miller to get to the NBA Finals.
2: Yeah, there absolutely is. You know, um, you know, because he again, you know, we have the Celtics. That they you know they're pretty good. We'll see what the L.A. do this off season. You know the Bucks I think are going to be right back there. The Sixers really can't get out of their own way. Um, so like there there's room there for another team like Miami to kind of come in and, and and um find a way to go over the hump. Yeah, you know he's not getting any younger. You know he's up there in the thirties. Jimmy Butler's in his thirties. Like both those guys are getting up there in age. And you know Pat Riley probably wants to win one more too because you know how much longer he's going to be sticking around. You know he's he's one in the eighties now are close so. You Know, I so yeah, for Dame, I think there's a lot of pressure there to go, go in there right away because you know, with, with him, Butler, and if they can keep Bam on a buy-up, they don't have to trade him to Portland and, and a future deal, then yeah, absolutely, there's a lot of pressure on Miami to get back to the finals and you know, hopefully get the trophy.
1: Absolutely, and and if they make this trade, they're not going to trade Bam. It, if they make the trade, I think it's definitely going to be Tyler Hero. I think it will definitely be Hero if they make this trade, but but as you said, just a ton of prep. It'll be if he goes to Miami just a ton of pressure on him uh to win that sh- to, to to win a title because to, to win a title or even get they're probably more mostly to get to a to get to an NBA final but definitely to win a title because great players in this league get judged on on winning championships.
2: Yeah, yeah they do and sometimes it's not always fair. They're not in the right situation or the right kind of market, but yeah, you know, there, there's, you know, championships are you know very highly regarded and yeah we hold them in a kind of very high standard so yeah and dame is one of the fantastic players out there again there's a lot of great point guards in this league so yeah maybe at times he does go a little bit underrated um but yeah if he could win a title you know that you know he wouldn't really have you know he really wouldn't be under the radar too much anymore obviously so yeah for dame there's a lot of pressure on him in the, in the heat if this deal happens it's, yeah miami
1: definitely has has talent to uh win one absolutely 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 so we'll see what's going on with with dame lillard in, in the next couple of weeks but i think within the next month he will be traded and uh and i don't blame him i don't blame him for wanting out of portland because uh because they they, they didn't do they really didn't do enough to put a team they didn't do what they need to do to put a team around to compete for a championship the best the best they did was they drafted cj mccollum that was it
2: yeah yeah i know it it's tough because it, they can't really bring it for agents with their kind of um you know, with, with their cap that, you know, it's, it's tough in Portland to go out and get guys that go play in Portland. I know Lillard and McCollum were two, two really good guards, two, you know, great backcourt, but yeah, they just didn't have enough around outside of those two. And it, it's tough, you know, in a Western conference that's been so good for so long, it was tough to get for them to get over the hump. And yeah, you know, he's, he's done a great job for that city and, you know, has for the most part made them a playoff team. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, he's been there for over a decade now. So, close to it. So I, I know for him, yeah. In, in Portland, it's definitely time to move on and yeah, it's, you know, unfortunate for Portland cause yeah, they, they, they lose a true um star.
1: Absolutely. 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 So we'll move on to James Harden and uh, on Friday, he opted into the last year of his contract with the 76ers, but he wants to be traded, but it, it looks like he wants to be, tra- he did that because he wants to be traded Uh, somewhere else. He does not want to stay with the Sixers. And the big question is here is what team is the best fit for James Harden? And I think it's the Clippers. I definitely wants to go to the Clippers. And I think it's the Clippers. Imagine if the Clippers are able to keep Paul George, have Paul George, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. That's a team you could argue is, and this is a major, major if, if they stay healthy, that's a major if, if this happens, they're up there with the Nuggets and the Suns as as the best team in the West. If they stay healthy, they're probably as good or better than the Suns.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that whole Pacific division is getting better. This, this offseason. besides Sacramento. <laughs> oh, no like no surprise.
1: That, they, outside of it, they did nope. sign some, they didn't, they didn't get some bonus a deal though. They did. They did they, resign. They, they did. They, yeah. they did extend some bonus stuff.
2: They did. They didn't do anything. Also, they re-signed Harrison Barnes for too much money, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, But yeah, the, the, the Clippers are, you know, thinking James Harden here again, and, and James Harden, as you mentioned, injuries, yeah, Paul George, Kawhi, he haven't stayed healthy. But when James Harden wants to be, he's been a very durable player in this league. So you could count on him to play, you know, 75, 80 games, which will help him and Westbrook. I don't know. That seems like an odd fit. I don't know. Like, both I mean, those two were, want the ball in their hands. I know
1: they were together in OKC, though. But yeah, James were. Harden wasn't the that. player, he wasn't OKC that he is now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I always forget about that. That yeah, Harden was way back on those OKC teams, um, way back in the day. But yeah, I you know, I, I think that that roster could be pretty good. You know, do they have the band like can they figure out kind of the depth for that team? Um, could be a question mark. But yeah, you put those four together. If they could stay healthy and if, if they're healthy going to the playoffs, yeah, that that's a team that could be that could um that could be a threat to anybody in the Western Conference.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if they could. And uh, if you're James Harden, I think it's, if it's between them and the Knicks. You definitely would rather have it be the Clippers because the Knicks, if they get James Harden, there's a good chance that the uh, Sixers are going to want either RJ Barrett or Julius Randle. And say, say it's like, say it's a Brunson, Harden, and Barrett or Brunson, Harden, and Randle. I don't know if that core is even good enough to win a championship with at, at this stage in Harden's career.
2: No, I don't think I'm, I'm with it. I don't think they do. I don't see him fitting with Tom Thibodeau. I just don't see that fit. Like, he doesn't seem like that Tom Thibodeau, you know, um, type of player. I just I just don't see it. So, yeah, I don't think it'd work out if he goes to New York. I don't know. I wouldn't want him if I was a Knicks fan. I don't know if, if you want him to come in, but I, I really would not want him. And, yeah, I don't think the Knicks, I don't think he'd make the Knicks a championship team.
1: I mean, as a Knicks fan, he'd be an upgrade over. Say, say they traded Barrett or Randall. He'd be an upgrade over one of those two guys. So, I wouldn't yeah. mind him. But. The biggest thing is if we're going to make that trade, we got to be championship contenders. And I don't know if even if we make that trade, if we are championship contenders.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would be. I just, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think not, not in the, not in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics, the Bucks, um, you know, the heat, if they do get Dame Lillard, I don't think they beat any of those three teams right there. I, I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah. They probably wouldn't, but yeah, but as we've said, the best fit for Harden is definitely the Clippers. I think if he goes there, I mean, even if they have to tr- somehow, even if they have to trade Paul George, uh, him and Kawhi, if they stay, if they stay healthy, they they could be one of the. They, they still could be one. Of the, and if Westbrook plays the way he did in the playoffs, now you don't expect to have mm. that. We'll see if that's the Westbrook that, that plays all the time. We'll see. We really haven't seen that Westbrook in in, in, in two years. But if they say even if they trade Paul George and it's Westbrook, Harden, and Kawhi, I s- still think that team could compete in the West.
2: Yeah I think they could you know I know the West you know outside the Nuggets you know you got the Suns that got they got a power there Um, you know the Warriors are kind of at the end of the line there I know we'll get to the Mavericks there but I don't really you know I know they got two stud guards but you know I don't know how that that pairing's gonna work out in the future so yeah you know I think there's a window there for the Clippers I know when they got Kawhi they've been kind of waiting they got Paul George as well and you know that that Clippers seems that the fan base would kind of wait in to knock on the door. They've been knocking on the door for a while, and they just never been able to get a little hump. So, yeah, they could add a James Harding. I think there's there's a chance that those guys could stay healthy going into April in the playoffs. I think there's a chance there that that Clippers team could knock on the door and uh, win the Western Conference. It'll be tough, but I, I think they could. You know, think they got a chance.
1: But those guys staying healthy is a major yeah. major if, especially if they keep Paul if Paul George is still there and. and... Kawhi Leonard staying healthy is a major, major if. But you just mentioned the Mavs. So we'll talk about him right now uh, on Friday. They re-signed Kyrie Irving. He is back with the Mavs. So you're pairing him and Luca. It's a three-year deal. So for the next three years, it looks like it's going to be him and Luca. The big question is: Is are the Mavs title are the Mavs title contenders with Kyrie back? And looking at Ky- I, I know ten- on paper, I they are. But looking at Kyrie's history, go all the way back to when he wanted didn't want to play with LeBron anymore. Then he held Tatum and Brown back in Boston. We saw all, all the nonsense that happened in Brooklyn and they went five and eleven with the two of them together. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I don't think they're a team that gets out of the first round of the playoffs because I just I know they really had no choice. The biggest mistake the Mavs made was they and we all know the biggest mistake, they didn't resign Jalen Brunson. Not re-signing Jalen Brunson was a huge mistake because you know, if you added maybe another guy with Kyrie and Brunson, and even if you kept Kyrie and Brunson together. Those two got to the conference finals in 2022. Then you lose Bronson. You, 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 you then add Kyrie and it do, didn't work last year. And I just don't think this is this combo with Luca and Kyrie is a championship combo.
2: No, absolutely <coughs> not. I, I I completely agree too. I again, you know, I cannot see them and Luca him and Luca playing with each other more than a couple years. Like I think one of those two are gonna ask out, like in you know. After a trade in the next couple of years, I just I don't see that or Luca signed somewhere else somewhere else in the future. I don't I don't see this working. It didn't seem to work too well the couple. I know they didn't play a ton together, but I didn't think it worked in the regular season when they were together. I just I don't see that pair working out. Yeah, you know, Kyrie. Um you know again he made a huge mistake even that extension on the table in Brooklyn when they when the Nets resigned or um extended KD. He left all that money on the table so um for Kyrie, you know, I just him and Luca, I just I don't see it in the Western Conference. Um again, they those two have the talent. I just don't see those two being able to to get along well enough. I don't know if they got the pieces else outside of those two to help them out. And yeah, I think Dallas, you know, the playoff playing team, but yeah, get knocked
1: out in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they did draft that but they did do have that big guy from Duke, but he's he's and he's gonna be starting right mm-hmm. away. But that's a rookie, Tim Hardaway. I just don't think those pieces are good enough t- to be a championship contender. And with, with Kyrie Irving, as I said, he just – every team he's gone to ever since uh, he's left LeBron, it just hasn't worked. just hasn't worked with him. No. He's very, very talented, but, but it just has not worked with Kyrie Irving.
2: Yeah. Now, now, Kyrie, you know, Kyrie's problem is just he gets in his own way. And, you know, and it's off-the-court stuff or, you know, stuff he says in the media. Like, he just, you know – you know, he loves to hear himself talk at times. And I think, you know, he's just and, and that's kind of the problem with him is, you know, you know, he just hasn't been able to along with some of these guys. And, yeah, you know, the way it ended in Boston, the way it ended in Brooklyn, you know, yeah, the way out in the Cleveland kind of with him, you know, saying he didn't like playing LeBron. Like, this is all stuff that, yeah, that's not is not helped him. And again, you know what? Fred Van Bleed's going to make more money than him. And I take Ky- Look, if Kyrie Irving and I, Kyrie's our talent. I would take Kyrie any day over the week over Fred Van Vliet, but again, Kyrie's Kyrie's a head case. and that that's that's the biggest issue with Kyrie in his career. Yeah, it's
1: it, it's, it's, a it's, it's the nonsense. Who would imagine Fred Van Fleet would make more money than Kyrie Irving? That's it's 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 it's, it's amazing to think that's that that's what happened, but it did.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And you know, again for Kyrie, yeah, that's they don't, you not you know all the all the issues that he's just brought up with teams and. Again, it's just tough, you know. The, the Mavericks are bidding against themselves. So nobody else was going out there and, and going to get Kyrie Irving because they know how how much trouble that you could get in with having Kyrie Irving. Just you know, you mentioned you could ask the Boston Celtics, the Cavs, the Nets. You know, he's he's not helped out in in other places he's been. So yeah, Kyrie hurt himself, and yeah, it's crazy. You know, with all the talent he has, you know, he could can make all the money in the world, but you know, he's he's held himself back.
1: Absolutely. 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 So now going to another Western conference teams and the Warriors brought Draymond B- Dream- Green Greenback uh, four years, a hundred million, only make it 25 million a year and he opted mm-hmm. out of 27 million. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he could have just stayed there for, he could have just stayed there for a year and made 27 million. But I, 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 the big question is, is are the Warriors better with Draymond back? And I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say, no, I think this team is aging. I think Clay Thompson is aging. I think Draymond Green is aging. Draymond Green has not averaged more than 10 points a game in 5 years. You traded a guy who averaged 20 points a game last year. I mean, yeah, I know they you know, they want to keep the core together and they think, "Oh no, the chemistry is going to be better cuz him and Jordan Poole is gone." You traded a guy you 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 extended last last offseason and averaged 20 points a game. I understand Jordan Poole wasn't good in the in the in the series against the Lakers. I understand that. But right now he's a better player than then Draymond green and he would be better for your franchise going forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. i you know, again, I think he's such a glue guy for that team and he's been such a, you know, I don't know if a leader is the right word, but he's been, you know, big part of kind of that, that those champions, you know, he's been, you know, part of those championship teams. Um, a, again, he does all the little things. Yeah. You know, he's not a scorer. you know, he, he can't do that, but he'll do all, you know, he'll get the, he'll do the dirty work again, Kevin, uh, Looney had a really good first round, you know, at, at center position. You know, that seems to work. But yeah, it's an aging team for 25 million. minutes a lot. Like, if they got him back for like, now, no way he was going to accept this, but like, if they got him back for like 10, 15 million, 10 to 15 million dollars a year, then yeah, you know, I think my stance is different. But yeah, giving him 25 million a year, you know, seems like a lot of money to, to give a guy like that at his age. And yeah, an aging team, it just seems like. Again, like in the next two to three years, like I just this Warriors team, I think is going to fall apart because, you know, you think of Clay and and Curry. The first thing in basketball is your legs that go. Those two are just, you know, those two are pure shooters. And when that goes, how good will those two really be? So, yeah, I think this could end poorly for for Golden State.
1: Yeah, I could see it. I could see in the next three to four years, this thing completely falling apart for the Golden State Warriors. But we'll talk about another team in the Western Conference, and that is the Lakers. And the Lakers made some interesting moves. They uh, brought back uh, Austin Reeves. They brought back Roy Archer Moore. They brought back D'Angelo Russell. The big question for the Lakers is, are they as good as the Suns and Nuggets? One thing we do know is they'll definitely be they'll definitely be a better team in the regular season because they'll have their team together for the entire year. The big question, though, is, is, are they as good as the Suns and Nuggets with these moves? And I'm going to say no. I think they're definitely worse than Nuggets. They got swept them last year. I don't think they're as good of a team with, as, as the Phoenix Suns with the addition of Bradley Beal. You could potentially have Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and Kevin Durant in your starting five. I, I, I think they're not. I don't think they're as good as the Phoenix Suns. If you look at the Lakers' starting five, obviously you got LeBron and AD, but AD didn't play up up to potential in that conference finals, especially in games two and four. And then you then you brought back Russell and you brought back Reeves, but uh, I think the Suns have a better starting five, and I think the Nuggets have have a better overall team. Than, and a better starting five and a, and a better overall, clearly a better team. And they proved that last year than the Lakers. So I think the Lakers are are going to be good next year with these moves, but I don't think they're going to be that the, one of the top two teams in the Western conference, like the Suns and the nuggets are.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think, yeah, they're a playoff team, but they really only trusted four guys last year in that series. I know they bring in Gabe Vincent, but like, you know, yeah, he could maybe be that fifth guy for them but you know, we'll find out like, did the system in Miami kind of help him out or, you know, or, you know, could he come into LA and have an impact like he did with Miami, you know, D'Angelo Russell didn't play well in the playoffs, Um, you know, and they only trust four guys in that series. So yeah, you know, think they've done a nice job this off season, but yeah, I don't think they're at the point yet where they're a championship contender. I think they still got to do a little bit more, but yeah, they got to think a little bit better. Um, But they're, they're not, they're not at the level that the Suns or nuggets are at the moment. And, yeah, maybe they get to semifinals, but I don't see them getting past
1: past the Western Conference semifinals. Absolutely not. And the th- and the thing is, is LeBron, he's not getting older. AD, he really hasn't evolved his game in eight years. He's the same player he was eight years ago. Doesn't make guys better around him. He's a gr- no. I'm not saying this. I'm not arguing with his talent. His talent's phenomenal. He's phenomenal defensively. But the problem is, is he do- and he's and he's good and he's and he's a really good big. You know, under underneath the, uh, underneath the basket, but he doesn't make guys better around him. He doesn't shoot threes. And in today's game. A player like that is not a top 10 player in the NBA. So I think the Lakers, they've made good moves. And everybody says they won free agency. They won free agency. Well, yeah, they won free agency because there's not really a big time free agent that's really been available. Really, the big time free agent that was available was like was Fred Van Fleet. That was really the big time free agent that was in Kyrie Irving. But Kyrie Irving got re-signed by the Mavs. So there really was not a big time free agent available. So they say they won free agency. They won free agency. Great. But they didn't win the offseason. A team like the Suns getting Bradley Beal, that's winning the offseason. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. You know, they went out and got another star. the, the Lakers, yeah, they haven't gotten that third star to pair around A D in, in LeBron. Um, that just you know, they, they haven't done that. And yeah, you know, A D played pretty well in the playoffs. You know, he played a lot of minutes, like you know, he seemed pretty healthy, but yeah, you know, he's a guy that hasn't been healthy either. Yeah, you know, he's still not a three point shooter, which does not help things. And LeBron's not that, you know, LeBron's still a decent shooter, but, like, that was never really, you know, in the playoffs, I think he shot about 25% of LeBron. Like, he did not have a great playoff from shooting three. Um, It's still a team that, yeah, you know, they'll be decent shooting from from three next year. But, yeah, you know, like, it's not a team that's going to light you up from from three of most nights. And, yeah, you know, they they have some really good kind of pieces around them. But, like – I don't know if I could count on all those guys to put up 20 a night. Like maybe you get one of them to put up 20 a night. That may still not be enough. So um, they they need a couple other guys, especially Russell's got to play better in the playoffs. Like, again, if he could go out there and, and play better in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the Lakers have a better chance, but um, you know, until then, until they add another superstar. Yeah. I don't know. They've, they've had a good off season. They had so far. They've had a good off season, but yeah, I wouldn't call them the winners of
1: it so far. And you made a good point about Russell. Yeah, he definitely doesn't play better in the playoffs. He doesn't play better in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it, if you, if, yeah, if Russell doesn't play better in the playoffs, it seems not going to go that far. There's not going to go that far. I mean, you saw when he didn't play well against the Nuggets, they got swept. So, yeah, I mean, Russell's got to be better in the playoffs. AD's got to be better in some of these series, too, because LeBron can't do it all at his age. LeBron's not, he's still a top 10 player. He's not the player he once was. So, so guys have to step up around LeBron James. It's going to be a championship team.
2: Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. And, you know, I know we talked, you know, maybe they should get, you know, when they eliminate, maybe they should get rid of AD and kind of go a different route and try to get LeBron somebody else. But look, they it seems like they want to keep A D. So, you know, uh, you know, do they do they try to go get a third superstar at the deadline? I know they, you know, some of the guys they signed, they they, you know, what is it? You can't trade for like 60 days or something like 60 to 90 days. So um, you know, maybe at the trade deadline it's something that they try to go get a third star. But yeah, you know, if they don't have that third star, I don't see this team um, you know. Being a true contender in the West, yeah, they, they, I could see them getting the semifinal, but like I don't see this team getting the Western Conference Finals with with this core around them right now.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So the Yankees uh, have won their first two games against Baltimore, and the Red Sox saved their season last week, uh, this uh, this weekend. But well, I mean last weekend. But before we talk about that, we're gonna hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections.
0: Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal tailored plan. securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services Inc member FINRA SIPC investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors Inc Jpex Financial Group LLC is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services Jpex Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard Glastonbury Connecticut There's no bigger investment than home ownership and to make sure the house is up to your standards you need a professional to look it over Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Or you move call shamrock home inspections before you make the biggest investment of your life call brian flanagan from shamrock home inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com
1: and uh how about and we're back and how about those yankees how about those yankees uh, they've won two in a row against the uh against the orioles uh, i mean and these were these are two huge wins because this pretty much uh Draws them to two games behind them in the wild card race. So two huge wins for the Yankees these last two nights. And really the big the biggest reasons why they won both those games. Uh number one, the key, the clutch hitting from Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader, a huge three-run homer. And then yesterday has that big two run double to put the Yankees up seven-three. Two huge hits by Harrison Bader yesterday to put the game away. And then uh and then on Monday night to win the game. So two huge hits from a Harrison Bader. And number two. This bullpen has been downright phenomenal. This bullpen's the best bullpen in baseball, and I don't even care if they don't have a consistent ninth inning guy. This is the best bullpen in baseball because if you look at this team throughout the season, outside of Garrett Cole, very inconsistent rotation. We know their lineup has not been not been good this year because Judge has been out, but the bullpen has been the one constant. It has been absolutely phenomenal, and it and it showed up. It showed up yesterday when they got out of that bases loaded jam in the sixth, and it showed up on Monday night when they were down three nothing, first and third, one out. And Ramirez was able to get out of that jam. And they held those Orioles scoreless for the rest of the night. So this bullpen has been downright phenomenal for this team.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they've, they've been huge. And, um, you know, yeah, Clay Holmes has pitched better, too. You know, Mike King's been a guy they've been able to rely on. Um, you know, they, they've they kind of gotten the job done, you know, most nights. And, they, and you know, this offense right now, yeah, you know, late in the games when they have a run, one, two score lead, you know, they, they got to hold on to those leads. So I don't know if that, you know, you, you don't trust that the offense to be able to, to, um, to you know, be capable of coming back. I know like Monday night was a good one. Tommy Canley's been really good since coming off the um, the IL. Ian Hamilton's been really good as well. He was kind of a nobody, you know, never heard his name until, you know, until the first couple starts or, you know, appearances with the Yankees. So, yeah, their bullpen's been lights out. And, yeah, Harrison Bader's been awesome um between the bat and defensively he's such a great player and you know Andy Volpe's been between the bat a lot better too lately since change fixing his stance um it's amazing that our manager hitting coach couldn't figure that out and a former teammate kind of said hey you know um what was it you know you're you know you're not your stance isn't open enough um and he's been awesome since then so yeah you know the 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 offense has not been great but like monday night such a great victory when you're down three nothing to score six straight and you know, I know Baltimore, you know, like they have their eighth and, eighth and ninth inning guys. But, yeah, trying to get to those two guys. Um, I know they got to Cano the other night. Um, They got the one run off of them. But, yeah, this offense, the bullpen's been great because, yeah, you don't ever know with that rotation what's going to happen. And I just did see this Jimmy Cordero suspended for the rest of the year for violating MLB's um, domestic violence. Violence policy. So he's all done. I know he hasn't been great in the bullpen, but, um, just something. Honestly,
1: get it. Kick him off the team. Just kick him off the team. There's no need for that. Kick him, kick him off the team.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I, there's no details. It just said so like, I don't know any of the details or anything. I just saw it come up. Um, so he, he's, he, so he's done till next season. If he comes back on the Yankees. So little info there, but, um, we'll see, but yeah, the bullpen's been great. And yeah, with that starting routine being so inconsistent, they need that bullpen to pitch well. And you never know what that offense They,
1: you know, if they got to try
2: to win three, three to two games, something like that, a lot, of, a lot of these nights.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yesterday was an exception when they scored eight runs. Yeah. But yeah, most nights, it's these, you know, three, two, three, two, you know, two to one ball games with this offense. And, you know, you hope it, you hope if, if, when Judge comes back, if we don't know when this offense will get better. Because you, yeah, as you said, you've seen Volpe hit the ball better. Obviously, Bader's really clutch. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Torres Tore, had a couple. Tore, good yeah, Torres Torres been hitting the ball better. Even I mean, I don't want to give Stanton a ton of praise, but even in the Oakland series, Stanton was still was pretty good too. So this lineup, I think, if if they can get uh Stanton back, won't be no. I mean, I mean uh, Judge back won't be as bad as it's been. So so I think I think it's nice to see guys stepping up in this lineup. That's been nice. Uh, but and uh, and, and another positive, another big positive for the Yankees is they're, they're gonna get Carlos Rondon back. I saw him pitch that rehab start in Somerset, pitched four shutout innings, had another reset, have started Hudson Valley. So he he pitched really well and his rehab starts. And Let's hope you know Rondon can make a difference because the thing about this rotation, uh, Cole has been really good. Herman outside of that perfect game, very, very inconsistent. Uh, Severino, he was absolutely yeah. terrible on Saturday, he's been very inconsistent. Same with Clark Schmidt. Nestor Cortez, when he's been pitching, uh, Johnny Brito, just a lot of inconsistency in that rotation. I, hopefully, run done could be what the Yankees paid for, that number two behind Garrett Cole.
2: Yeah, they're going to have to because, you know, I know they got Vasquez tonight, and he's pitched pretty well, you know, in this couple appearances that, that he's been up here. He's, he's you know, he's looked pretty good. So, you know, um, but, yeah, the rest of the rotation outside of Cole, it just you just don't ever trust it. Yeah, Herman comes off that perfect game. Didn't pitch great on Monday night against the O's. Um, yeah, Severino, just he got shelled against a Cardinals team that's really struggling. And, you know, that's the other thing about the Yankees, too, is, you know, they don't play well this weekend. And then you take two straight from the O's. Um, you know, you don't really understand this team. And this the, that rotation is kind of the same way, you know. You get one good start, you know, from Herman, And then, yeah, the next start, you know, he really struggles. Um, yeah, Schmidt's been kind of the same way. You don't know what you're going to expect from him. You know, you, you hope Sevy can figure it out, but I'm starting to get less and less confident in that. And, you know, again, I, I, you know, he's a free agent at the end of the season. So, you know, like the way he's been pitching, I think this maybe could be his, but, you know, could be his last season in New York. Um, but, yeah, you, you kind of hope when Rendon comes back that you get that number two, that lefty, um, that, that could kind of shook teams down. Because, yeah, if you can get him and Cole healthy, you know, and if those two stay healthy for remainder of the Year, yeah, who knows when Judge comes back. It sounds like he's going to try to through, play through the pain, but, like, how effective would he be? He won't be
1: as effective. He definitely will not be close to as effective if he does that.
2: Yeah, so that's that's kind of the issue. So, yeah, the offense is going to kind of be the thing that holds the team back at times. And, yeah, you know, if you get two guys – and, and Rodon would probably be the ace, you know, in a lot of places around Major League Baseball. So, if you get those two guys back in the rotation uh, – that that's great and it takes some pressure off your bullpen too cuz you know at some point I know Rendon try not going seven innings right out of the gate but hopefully at some point most nights he can give you seven innings and kind of give your bullpen a rest
1: absolutely and they need a guy like that they need a guy like Rendon that R- Rondon that could take pressure off this bull. that take pressure off this bullpen this bullpen's phenomenal but this bullpen can't get overused. If it, start, if, it if it continues to get overused with, with starters pitching like less than five innings, this bullpen's going to wear down in you know August and September. So to keep this bullpen great, they need good starts from from and, and, and Rendon's definitely going to help that because I feel like he's a guy that's going to get get into the sixth inning and get into the seventh inning of ball seventh inning of ball games.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, look at the Rays; they always overuse their bullpen. They always have like fifteen pitchers on the L like every every time. You know. So yeah, that's kind of the you know that that's the big worry if overusing your bullpen is yeah you you get a lot of guys injured and they're usually not like Tampa Bay where they could just go to AAA and they just find another guy that could throw 100 and shut you down every night. So yeah, you know you want that bullpen to be rested and you know healthy going in October. You know if you get or even late September because this team probably is going to have to battle for a spot for one of those wild cards. So yeah, you'd hope they're mostly healthy going into late September and can give you some big outs and big spots.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and this series is big. I mean, say the Yankees win the next two games, they're tied. They're tied. They're tied with the Orioles. But I do realistically, I don't think they're going to sweep them, especially tonight uh, yeah. with 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 uh, Va- even though Vasquez pitched well. You have Vasquez and Severina. Y- you probably aren't going to win both those two games. So if they could take three out of four, that would be really really nice against this team. But no matter what they do against the Orioles, they need to take advantage. Unlike like what they did in St. Louis uh, yeah. this weekend. They need to take advantage of, of playing a team like the Cubs this weekend in the Bronx.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely do. You know, again, you know, yeah. Losing two to the, two of the Cardinals is very disappointing. Um, you know, it's a last place team. I know on paper, they shouldn't be as bad as they are, but they've been, so yeah, you just had to take care of business and yeah, you know, for the Yankees, they got to, yeah, one win of the, win two, or one of these next two games at going in Chicago this weekend. And, you know, you got Ty owned on Friday and, you know, Jordan Montgomery shut us down twice this year, or twice in Stratum. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if Tyone goes out there and throws, you know, six, seven-scores innings against us. Um, but, yeah, it's another Cubs team. I know it's, they're starting to play better Chicago. Chicago, um, you know. But, yeah, it's a, it's a series at home. You should at least win two out of three going in the all-star break, and you kind of feel, you know, you feel better about yourself that you you potentially could be, like, 11, 12 games over five hundred, which, without judge, you know, for the last month or so, you know, you feel pretty good because you can go at least five hundred without Judge. You have to take that.
1: Oh, absolutely. And he, and, and, and here's the thing about Tyone, he's not going to shut us down like Montgomery did because Montgomery's the Cardinals' best pitcher. He's definitely mm. not as good as Jordan Montgomery as, as as we as we both know. And yeah, be and, and going back to saying being five hundred without Judge to beat ten games over without Aaron Judge, you are yeah you are in a good spot. I mean, obviously the biggest that they're going to need to they're going to need to add a bat. They're going to add a bat at the trade deadline. And they may have, may need to add another starting pitcher. They should not touch this bullpen. They absolutely should not touch this bullpen. Maybe Boone eventually figures out who the ninth inning guy is. We'll see if he does that. But they should not touch this bullpen. But they're definitely at the trade deadline going to need a bat, and they're going to, and they might even need another starter.
2: Yeah, Uh I was reading the other day. I've heard they've been linked to Chase McCormick with the Astros, but like he's not a great offense. I just wondered that's a defensive piece, and then... that's
1: again, we don't we don't want defensive pieces. Yeah, we need offensive pieces. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then the other name was Jack Peterson, which sounds like every year they're in on Jack Peterson, but nothing yeah. happens. And I don't know why the Giants would trade him. Like, they're in contention. Yeah, so I, like,
1: don't, I don't think I don't think the Giants should trade him at all.
2: Yeah, so, you know, those are the two names I kind of read the other day. I was reading an article kind of linked so far for the Yankees. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. They need another bat. You know, third base would be, kind of be nice because Donaldson has not been great. I know DJ's been struggling. Does IKF play more third coming up? you know you know come next couple weeks but yeah i i agree i think they need to find another bat or another starter you know um i know you may get cortez back soon too but yeah i'd be i'd be okay grabbing a third starter as well um i think that would that would help as well even if you have to go to like a six-man rotation i don't think that's the worst thing in the world either Uh,
1: yeah i'm not huge on a six-man rotation but i am huge i definitely want to add a starter because the the, the, the rotation has just been inconsistent outside of Garrett Cole. It's just been inconsistent. If they could add more, you can't ever, have, you can't ever have enough pitching going into the playoffs. They can add another arm; that'd be really nice. But I, but the main priority is a bat. They need another bat in this lineup because Stanton is not the player he once was. If you look all throughout the lineup. I mean, Trevino wasn't what he was as good as he was last year. Donaldson's been terrible. has not been the same since 20. Tisman is as good. As he's hasn't been as good since 2020. So they definitely need a bat. That is the number one priority at the trade deadline. And if they don't do it, they're not, they're they're not going to win a championship.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. They they don't. And again, we've seen the last couple of years this offense has shut down, especially when they face Houston. You know, Tampa Bay got them a couple of years ago in 2020. Um, yeah, this the the thing that's really hurt this team, you know, in the playoffs is you know, been the bats and guys, you know, in pitchers sometimes beside um outside of Garrett Cole just haven't been great. And you know, even
1: Garrett Cole wasn't good a couple of years ago. And no, he wasn't.
2: No, no, he wasn't. But last last year, hopefully he got over those kind of hurdles. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because he looked better last year in the playoffs. But yeah, they, they need a bat, and it'd be nice to get another starter. Somebody too with some playoff experience would, would be great as well. So yeah, I think those are two big needs for the Yankees. Cause yeah, they need they need somebody else in that middle of that lineup. Because even Rizzo, I know Rizzo's starting to hit a little bit better, but he's still hasn't been great since like that injury kind of that neck injury you know but on memorial day week against the Padres he just
1: he hasn't really been the same since then absolutely 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 so we'll move on to the Red Sox and this weekend they they pretty much saved their season they say they're four games out behind the Yankees in the wild card race right now but this weekend they saved their season because they they swept they swept Toronto if they did if they didn't win this if they didn't win this week they would if say they they would have lost like two out of three they would have been like six games behind and looking at a team that, that's in front of them right now, the Angels, and all their injuries, there's a good chance they, they could end up passing out the Angels, seeing what they got this weekend with Oakland coming 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 to Fenway. And I know they got two tough games with Texas, but they got Oakland coming to Fenway. So this week they did save their season. Verdugo hit that huge home run on a Sunday. Devers uh, had a big game on, on Saturday. So the Red Sox are 12-1 and against the Yankees and the Blue Jays. That has saved them in the first half of the year.
2: Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, you know, because for the Red Sox, it seems like they played up to the competition, but they have played down to bad competition. That's kind of been their problem this year. And, um, yeah, you know, like Saturday, this weekend was huge for them. They go up to Toronto. They're 6-0 and now against them. And, yeah, you know, the um, the offense came up big. You know, they got some help from Bo Bichette on Saturday, The just horrible base running decision that he made, you know, rounding, you know, their base coach held them up, but – he ignored the stop sign. It was out by 20 feet and he would have tied the game in the ninth on, um, on Saturday. But yeah, it, you know, it was huge. It, w- it was huge this weekend to get that one. Paxton kind of set the tone of the weekend, the way he pitched Friday night. And um, he's been awesome. Him and Brian Bailo have both been terrific. And, you know, those, those two guys in the rotation have really kind of, um, because they don't have much else right now outside of those two. There, there's not much in that rotation right now. So yeah, you know, Boston saves are series. I know, Tough start to the to the week, you know, against a good Ranger team yesterday. But um, with Baylo on the mound tonight, they got a chance, and and you know that in the way he's been pitching, you know, that that's gonna be a good test for him with that lineup with the Ranger gonna bring. So we'll see how he does tonight. But yeah, for Boston, it's a huge weekend for him because uh, after the tough tough um, series against Miami, they, they they had a really nice bounce back weekend.
1: Absolutely, T- bring up James Paxton. James Paxton has pitched really 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 well for them. Obviously, Baylo's been good, but and talk about this rotation. They're absolutely going to need a starter. They're definitely going to need a starting pitcher. That's their number one. As we say with the offense, with the Yankees, the Red Sox number one priority of the trade deadline is that you're going to need it. They're going to need another starter because this rotation is not you're not winning with this rotation. So they're going to need another starter, and they're going to need more depth in the bullpen behind Kenley Jansen. So depth in the bullpen and starting pitching is going to it's got to be a priority for High and Bloom at the trade deadline. Yeah, if, yeah. if, if they're if they're still in it, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know that's the question. Like that's the problem with Boston. It's just like one week, like this weekend, they look like you know they're 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 a playoff team. But then it's like the way they. I know Miami's had a really good year, but like you know they they were pathetic against Miami this the last week. So like for Boston, it's like you know like it just seems like such a sign of a mediocre team. Play really well one week, and then as, you they just don't week. The as you said last week, as you said last week,
1: they're a mediocre team and they've been playing pretty much playing like it all year, and they've definitely proved it this week.
2: Yeah, you know, so yeah, you know, and again. Rangers are a really good team. You know, I won't judge them off of just yesterday. So we'll see how they do these next few days, but yeah, you know, they, they need some depth in that rotation. They've gotten good news on sale. He's starting to throw every other day. So they may get him back, you know, sometime in August, like maybe early August. And John Schreiber was, was pretty good in that bullpen is going to be back. I think right. Or uh, the weekend, you know, next weekend after the all-star break, he should be back um, as well. And he's kind of been their eighth inning guy. So, you add those two, but yeah, still, even if, when you add those two guys back, you're going to need another pitcher, you know, starter and a reliever. Um, You know, they had to go up the opener yesterday. Like there's just so many guys on the rotation that are banged up right now. And yeah, there's not many guys that they could kind of turn to down at the minors that are ready. So yeah, for Boston, it kind of feels like they want to kind of try to make another run, especially if they're scheduled coming up. You know, you got the easiest weekend you got at Chicago and at Oakland, and then you got a struggling Mets team, you know, the next couple of series here. So they got some room to make up some ground, but again, they got to play better against these teams that have a pretty bad record because they have the third most wins this year against teams that are above 500. So like they've done well. It's just, they just haven't taken care of business when they should.
1: No. And, the, and out of the all-star breaks, probably starting after this Rangers series, this last series out of the all-star break. And, and then uh, these first couple of series is after the all-star break, they got to take care of business. There's no reason this team should not Looking at their schedule in July. There's no reason this team should not be in it. Uh, at July 30th at the trade deadline, there's no reason. And if they if and if they aren't, there's got to be change. If, they, if, if they're not in it, there's got to be changes that are made. They cannot afford to be losing games to the Mets. They can't afford to be losing games to the A's. They can't are they playing the White Sox or Cubs? I mean, it really doesn't Cubs. matter. Cubs, it doesn't really matter. But they can't be affording to lose the games to the Cubs. They're better than all those teams. They have to win these games. They have to be. There's no reason. Like I said earlier, they shouldn't be in it uh, at uh, at the trade deadline.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They shouldn't. You know, they're right there. And, you know, as you mentioned with the Angels injuries now, yeah, you know, they're probably going to start sliding. The Mariners are, you know, maybe they get going, but it, they seem like a mediocre team as well. Same thing with Cleveland. Like, yeah, there's a chance there for Boston to get back into this thing, but they got to take it. And, yeah, you know, now Heinblut obviously has to help and get some more depth in, in that, in the rotation, the bullpen, and they got to add more pitching. um But, yeah, you know, for Boston right now, they're, you know, there's a spot there for a take and to try to get back into that wild, or, you know, try to take one of those wildcard spots, you know, it, you know, it, again, it's, it'll, it'll be tough. They're five back right now. But again, with that schedule, they could really, they, they can make that in a couple of weeks, a game or two. And, um, if the Yankees or Astros kind of start to struggle here. So yeah, absolutely. You know, they should be buyers here. I, I would think Hein Bluen has to know that, his job security's got to be kind of low, so you you would think that he's gonna try to do what he has to do. I know he doesn't want to mortgage a farm system, but you would think he would. Oh, try to go point, out and at go this get point, at this point, he's got
1: he's got to go get someone. If they're in it, he's got to, for, forget. You got to forget about the farm system at this point. You got to go out and get a starting pitcher. Who cares about the farm system at this point?
2: Yeah, I I know he does care, and I you know I know sometimes that goes through those those guys heads, but yeah, I, I completely agree. They do have to. They got to give up somebody to go, you know, get an arm, and you know it, it'll help his job security. They make the playoffs, so I, I agree. You got to take those chances in his position right now, but we'll see if he does it. He seems kind of very conservative in those areas at times, so you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how what happens with him. But yeah, you know, Boston um, definitely
1: pitching the huge need right now. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll wrap up the show talking about Mike Trout as he heads to the IL. Uh, there's a good chance he's out for four to eight weeks. Uh, he hurt his with, with a wrist injury. He left uh, Monday's loss to the uh, to the Padres, and then last night Shohei Otani left the game with blisters. Mm-hmm. So we'll assume that Otani is gonna be is gonna be fine and, and he'll be back. But the big question is: is with Trout out, are the Angels still a playoff team? Can the Angels be a playoff team without Mike Trout? And I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I think they're gonna fall out. I think they're gonna fall out of the race uh i just it, your shell is still on the dl uh and uh and and, and they really don't have a lot of pitching depth uh, outside of shohei Otani. so i think this team is going to fall out of the race out of the wild card race with trout out
2: yeah fortunately i know brandon drury i think they're going to get back after the all star break with some help brandon or Anthony Rendon, um i know he left the game last night two last night he took a foul ball off his foot i haven't seen like if he's going to il or anything tonight or today so I don't know what his status is, but he's been somebody that's been better this year as well. Um, so that hurts as well. But yeah, the rotation's not great outside of Otani. Probably helps that the all-star break coming up, where you know he'll get extended rest here. That is, you know, that he doesn't have to pitch here for for at least over ten days. So that hopefully that'll help his blisters. But yeah, I just you know, there's Drew's been pretty good, but outside of that in that lineup, you know, Hunter Renfro's had a pretty good year. I just yeah this pitching staff isn't great and their schedule too coming up is brutal they got the Dodgers and the All-Star weekend or to start the you know before going to All-Star break then they got the Astros Yankees at home Pirates and Tigers but then they go to Toronto and and Atlanta for the rest of July like that's not an easy schedule there and even I won't say August schedule but even looking at their schedule in August that's that that's it, it, it's a pretty brutal schedule right now. So I, I think for the Angels, it's gonna be pretty tough unless they really make a couple of additions here at the, the trade deadline. Um, you know, so it, it's it's difficult. Yeah, it'll be difficult for the Angels to get out in there. Again, it'd be great for baseball for them to make the playoffs, but yeah, I I think at this point it's not impossible, but you know, I, I think it's it's gonna be a big uphill climb here, and we'll see how long
1: Trout's out for. And the big question is is, if if this team is out of contention by July 31st, do they just move on? from? Do they trade Shohei Otani? That's that is the big question. That's going to be the big storyline that's going to be that, that we're going to be following over the next month that if the Angels keep losing, there probably is a chance that they trade Shohei Otani.
2: There is, but like I wouldn't trade him because you're not going to get your full money back for him. Like, there's no way there's no way you're going to get full. I know it's better than nothing when you lose on a free agency, but I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't trade them. I, again, I I would try to, you know, go out and go spend it. I know the Angels' foreign system isn't great, but I go out and go try to get a couple arms or another bat in that line. I would just try to make one push with them. I know they're, pro, they're going to lose in the, you know, Dodgers anyways, but I don't know. I, again, I know it's risky, but you're not just not going to get your, you're not going to get your money back for trading Otani. There's just, there's just no way. And I feel like it's better to, um, you know, I feel like it's better for him to, to try to go out there and, and, um, and, and try to go out there and hopefully add somebody and at least try to make a push here for the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is with, 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 with Otani, uh, but, but the thing is, is wouldn't you rather get value for him? Wouldn't you rather get value for Otani than, uh than, 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 than to just, just get lose them in free agency because as you said they're probably gonna lose them in free agency if the angels and this is this is they're probably not gonna be way out of it but say they're like you know not eight nine games out of the wild card they slide they slide they, they have a they have a terrible month of July would you just would you just consider moving on from them? I would
2: I could see yes I just I think it depends on how much the team's gonna give you and like I feel like too like every time we go through these trades you know, like a big star goes and they, and the team gives up their whole farm system. All those prospects seem to never pan out. And that's the thing too. It's like, you know, unless you're getting an MLB kind of guy that's already been up here, that has kind of established himself that he could survive up here. Then maybe if you get a couple of those, but I don't know what franchise has those and would be willing to give up a couple of those, you know, especially for a team that's in the hunt that would really want to use Otani. I just, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I could see your point, trade him and get something back instead of you lose them and you get a compensation pick. I, I I totally get it. But I feel like maybe there's a chance that they can make a run and they trade a couple of guys. Trout, you know, maybe, maybe there's a way that the angel could somehow pursue them to come back. I don't think it's likely, but I think i you know, you might want to, tr- you could try it. But I don't know. I, 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 I totally agree what you're saying that you could trade for him. Yeah, you get something back. I just... You don't know what you're going to get back if it's just a bunch of prospects. I just, you just never know. It just feels like every time this happens, the team that gets the prospects, it just never pans out for them. They always seem on the losing side of things.
1: Yeah, you made a good point. Yeah, because you've seen what you saw what happened to the Nationals when they traded Soto. You don't know if those prospects are going to pan out. So, so we'll see what happens. But it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with the Angels. Uh, to see, to see what happens with the Angels over the uh over over the next months. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with them without Mike Trout. But that's going to wrap up this week on Sports Talk with R&J. For Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week ta- recapping the first half of the baseball season and talking about any NBA news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everyone. First down. Wide open. It's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley. He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for
0: this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He it in off the glass. How about
2: that? Mosier, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch two for three.
0: He's done his part. Fitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is.
1: God, they don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. They're not even close to the best organization in baseball.
2: They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankee.
0: Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Chowing About the G-Man, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.